What is the creepiest glitch in the Matrix you've experienced? I had an Android phone which had a Google Cards feature option that could notify you like 15 minutes to home if you were out. I thought this feature was annoying and useless, so I kept the feature off. After several months of no card notifications, one night I'm at home and a card pops up saying 35 minutes to home, pinning me at a random intersection on the other side of town. Let's call it First Street and Story. I think that's weird, I'm not even way over there. I don't even know where that is. I've never been to that area. I go to my card setting to turn it back off, but it's already turned off. That's weird. Next night, exact same thing happens. 35 minutes to home from First Street and Story. What the? Still definitely not over there. Check cards feature and the notifications are still turned off, so no idea why I'm getting a notification. Few days later, a friend and I are out running errands and he misses his intended exit, so he takes the next one. Once on the streets, I ask, where are we? I've never been over here. Suddenly a car to our right tries to turn left and crashes right into us. Messed up the wheel to be unable to turn, so he pulled forward to the curb to call a tow truck. We had our kids in the car, so I call my sister to pick us all up. When my sister asks me for the location, I look up at the street signs. First Street and Story. You don't hear a lot of ghost stories that start off with Google notifications, but hey, I'm digging it. Next, they notice a new file in their Google Drive labeled Death Certificate. I was 11 or 12, early 70s. Dad came home one Friday and announced we were going to Kings Island, a fairly new amusement park, tomorrow. I begged him to let me invite my friend Chris to come along. He said okay as long as Chris could pay his own way. Great, off to the phone I went. Pick it up, no dial tone. Hello? Oh my god, is that you? Chris? I was just calling you, what's up? I was calling to ask if you'd like to come to Kings Island tomorrow, but you have to pay your own way. No phone ever rang. We both called each other at the same time to ask the exact same thing. Not sure if anyone will believe me or not, but here goes. When I was in high school, my friend Phil offed himself. He did it at a local park. Fast forward six years or so, and I'm asleep in bed next to my ex-wife. I'm having a fairly normal dream. I was at a store doing something or another. I can't really remember the specifics of the beginning of the dream. What I do remember is running into Phil in the store. When I saw him, everything got super weird. He actually looked like Phil, not like in most dreams where people will be certain people but not look like them. He actually looked like Phil. He looked at me and smiled and said, Hey man, at the moment the dream got crystal clear. I asked him if it was really him and he said it was. He told me we were going to hang out for a bit and after that the dream got super lucid. He showed me how to make stuff and generally we just effed around doing dream things. Suddenly I realized that my dream was coming to an end. I turned to him and asked him if I was about to wake up. He said yes and he said he had fun coming to hang out with me for a bit. I don't know why, but I asked, so why'd you do it, man? Why'd you kill yourself? The way he answered chilled me to my core, not necessarily what he said, just how he said it. He replied, my girlfriend cheated on me, man. He said it like it was a question he'd answered before. Like when someone asks you what your first job was, you respond with the exact same sentence so many times that it just falls off your tongue effortlessly. Except I had known his girlfriend and they were the kind of couple that everyone admired. I said, Sophie? Sophie cheated on you? His eyes lit up like he realized he was talking to someone that actually knew him in life. He said, yeah man, Sophie cheated on me. We gave each other a hug and he wished me well. I woke up and felt super strange. It was somewhere around 2 or 3 in the morning. I closed my eyes and thought, Phil, if that was really you, I need you to give me a sign. No sooner than when that thought finished, my phone started ringing. 
It came across an unknown number and only rang twice. I knew I wasn't dreaming anymore because my ex-wife woke up and sleepily asked me who was trying to call me so late. To this day, when I think about that story, I get chills. Okay, I'm a big skeptic, but I do really want to believe in stories like this. Had I been this person's friend, I would have demanded we come up with a way to confront Sophie. But I guess this is just another unsolved mystery. I took a hard news slash soft news journalism class in college where one of the assignments was to write an obituary for one of my grandparents. The professor told us to write it on a deceased grandparent, but if all your grandparents were still alive, we had to choose one. In my case, all of my grandparents were alive. I procrastinated the assignment until the night before it was due because it seemed like a dumb assignment. Scramming for an easy grandparent to write about, I gave my mom a call and asked her for some basic biographical information about my maternal grandfather, who was still alive. As we were talking about my grandpa's career, my mom couldn't recall the name of one of the companies he worked at. She lectured me about waiting until the last minute to write the assignment because it was late, 10.30pm my grandpa's time. However, she said she would give him a call to see if he was still awake and be able to answer that question once my assignment was due the following morning. When my mom called my grandpa, my grandma answered the phone in a panic. My grandma frantically explained that the paramedics had just arrived and were performing CPR on my grandpa because he had stopped breathing and passed out. My mom was able to stay on the phone with my grandma until they took my grandpa to the hospital, where he was declared dead. In the time my mom and I had been talking on the phone about my grandpa's obituary, he was dying, out of the blue at that. He'd been otherwise healthy considering his age. We ended up using the obituary I wrote for that writing assignment as his actual obituary. Still freaks me out when I think about the timing. As much as I firmly believe that is just a really freaky coincidence, even I would feel a weird connection to his death in that circumstance. I'm not even sure how a person handles something like that. Was going down the stairs and went past my brother who was coming up the stairs. Said hi and he sort of mumbled back. Got downstairs and walked through to the kitchen only to find him standing there. What the F? I've had a crazy similar thing happen. It was like four in the morning and I'm quite the night owl, so I'm heading downstairs to grab something to drink. The kitchen is separated from the living room by a dividing wall, but I realize someone is in there because I can see a person's shadow from around the corner. I think to myself, oh, roommate must be up already. Maybe he has something to do. So as I turn the corner, I say, hey, insert roommate's name, good morning. And I immediately feel like an idiot and get a chill up my spine because no one is in the kitchen besides me. I search the entire first floor of the house frantically, and no one is there. So I head back upstairs and knock on my roommate's door. No answer, so I slowly open the door. Roommate is passed out asleep and doesn't seem like he's waking up anytime soon. There is no way he could have made it back up to his room that fast without running, and I would have noticed because the floors are creaky, especially on the staircase. When he woke up in the morning, I told him about what had happened. His eyes got real wide and he turned pale. He looked me right in the eye and said, That isn't a funny joke, don't F with me. Turns out, he had been having bad dreams all night about someone being in the house who shouldn't have been. But whenever he confronted the person, he could never see their face. All that was there was a black silhouette. Haven't had that experience since, and we agreed not to talk to each other about it. On a Friday, I got up to go to class and had one of those mornings. Broke a glass getting something to drink, tripped over something going to my car, was late to class due to a wreck on the way there, not me thankfully. While at school, we heard about a plane crashing, something about the wings blowing off. Went to work, went home. The next morning, my roommate wakes me asking if I'm skipping class today. After he convinces me it is still Friday, I get up to go to class and notice the glass I broke is not broke. 
On the way, I pass the same wreck in the same spot. All day, I wait to hear about the plane, but it never happens. Ends up kinda a normal day. The next day, they arrest the shoe bomber, and I have wondered if someone rewound that day to stop him, and somehow I didn't reset with it. Holy crap, this honestly sounds like an amazing idea for a story. Seriously, there's some person rewinding time, averting disasters, but the main character is just an ordinary person who doesn't get rewound with time and is trying to figure out how to stop it. Maybe even become a villain? Someone more ambitious than me write this book. This is late and pretty stupid, but why not? I was once showering, and after about 10 minutes in the shower, I hear something ping and hit the floor. I looked down and saw a penny. I was pretty perplexed, as you can imagine, but figured, whatever, I'll keep it as I imagined it could be good luck. I kept the penny in my wallet for a few years in a zipped side pouch. I never really told anyone because it was kind of pointless to talk about a random penny I was superstitious about. So a few years later, while at a music festival, a girl in our tent woke up to a penny in her butt crack. We all laughed it off as having a wild night. However, I remember the penny I had, and when I looked in the zipped pouch, I was shocked to find it was gone. I told my friends, and they didn't believe me. I think they threw that penny away, too. Had a dream of some kid that I had never seen before dancing at a busy party. He was wearing a blue shirt, black pants, had Bieber hair, and there was a purple strobe light on the wall behind him. Wake up, think to myself, huh, what an odd dream, and carry on with my life. Several years later, I was at my cousin's wedding reception, chilling and hanging out with a different cousin. Music comes on, and we start jumping up and down, and then I realized that I was reliving the dream. Same clothes, same hair, same purple lighting in the background. See, this is the kind of stuff where I have to point out that human memories, especially of dreams, are pretty awful. You can convince yourself of dream deja vu shockingly easy, folks. But hey, I could certainly be wrong. Please like and subscribe if you've made it this far. I hope you'll enjoy the rest of the video and have a wonderful day. I'm a security guard at a distribution warehouse. Sometimes I have to work graveyard shift. During this time, the only people on the premises is me and a rare truck driver bringing in a late load. Our guard shack is concrete with sliding glass doors on the sides, no locks, and big windows in front and back. Sometimes when I'm the only person on the premises, I'll see a reflection of someone walking past the shack. Every inch of this shack and the yard is covered by security cameras. No one has shown up on the footage when I see these reflections. Wasn't all that weird, I guess, but still. When I was a kid, there was this house right before the entrance to my subdivision that was in this super deep valley. I remember calling it the house in the hole and thinking how much it must have sucked when it rained and how great of a sledding hill the sides would make. Then one day we were passing it and there was no valley. It was at the same level as the road. I asked my mom what happened to the hole and she had no idea what I was talking about. To this day, I no longer live there. I always check when I drive past. A couple weeks ago, my dog Coda came into my room and started to try to jump on my bed which she was successful of doing after a couple of tries, and I gave her a little nudge to, you know, get off my bed. She jumped down and left. Then I heard my phone downstairs, so I walked down and get a call from my grandma, who said she made some food. So I said, okay, I will stop by and come eat. I get my jacket on and get ready to leave. I get my keys and grab my dog leash to take her. We got in the car and drove for about 10 minutes, then arrived. I was eating and talking to my grandma on things, but when I was getting ready to leave, I couldn't find Coda. I searched everywhere in the backyard and the front, outside, nowhere to be found after a good hour of searching my grandma's neighborhood. It started to get dark, it was about 9.30ish, so I decided to come back and check the next day I left and went to sleep. The next morning I woke up because I heard something downstairs. 
To my surprise, it was my dog, and at that point I thought, wait, what? Later I came back to my grandma's to tell her I found my dog. As soon as I arrived, I told her. After I told her about how Coda was home, I thought to myself, did I even bring her? I asked my grandma and she said, yes, I did, because I left the leash in her living room. I then asked my grandma to watch her footage on her cameras from last night, and there was no footage of the Coda in the street or leaving the front door. But there was footage of her entering the house with me. I went home later, Coda was still there, and till this day, I still don't know what happened. There is no amount of darkness or exhaustion that would get me to stop looking for one of my dogs if either of them went missing. That is the only part of this story I am having trouble believing. In college, I delivered pizzas to make money. I had a delivery that should have taken about 20 minutes. When I returned to the store, the manager asked me what had taken so long. I asked him what he meant, and he pointed to the computer showing I had been gone for an hour and seven minutes. I don't remember delivering the pizza, only turning into the store when I was returning. Before anyone suggests aliens, no, my anus was not sore. I also don't drink or use drugs. Twenty years later, I still have no idea what happened. Something similar happened to my ex's dad in the Middle East during Desert Storm. He never talked about it much, never talked that much in general at all, actually. But once, he told me when he and his unit were on a patrol and he, for some reason that I can't remember, went off alone just maybe 50 yards away from his unit in a pretty secure location. When he got back, everyone was in a panic and super relieved to see him. He swore up and down he had been gone for only 10 minutes. Turns out he had disappeared for four hours. He also swears he wasn't dehydrated or suffering from heat exhaustion. I was sitting on my porch and had my debit card on the table in front of me. I went inside to get something to drink, patio furniture in sight, and a six-foot privacy fence around the yard. I also lived alone, went back outside, and it was just gone. I searched everywhere, inside and out, but couldn't find it. Nothing was withdrawn from my account, so two days later I cancelled it and requested a new one. Two weeks later I went to sit on the porch, I did this every day, and the old card was sitting right there on the table. It just effing appeared. There was nothing else on the table. It was just gone. And then it wasn't. Why are you just sitting around with your debit card out and leaving it there? Just having a little chat with it? I'm sure there's a rational reason, but my brain refuses to think of one. So, before my husband and I were married, we lived separately. He would come over and spend time, then leave later at night like 11 or 12. He left one night out my front door, which has three locks. A lock on the knob, a deadbolt, and what I call a hotel lock. It's a lock that you flip the long piece over onto a short peg and then the door can only be opened a few inches. When he left, he used his key to lock the knob and deadbolt, but I thought to myself, I have to go lock the hotel lock. I come down and it's locked already. Absolutely no way he could have locked it from outside. I've wrote about this before. It's one of the weirdest things I've experienced. When my now ex-boyfriend had just gotten together, I went out and bought him some new shirts. We had just fallen in love and I saw a shirt that said love life on it in big red bold letters. The shirt was all white with only the words on the front. It was a little inside joke between us, I guess, because we would use that phrase to describe our life and named our business Love Life. He really loved it and wore it a lot before it sat in the closet for a couple years. Well, a couple years go by and let's just say Love Life was a horrible definition of our relationship. He was horrible. Anyways, I'm cleaning out the closet, getting rid of old clothes, and there's the shirt. I pull it out, and the shirt now reads Low Life, the exact same way it looked before, but it says Low Life. I immediately ask him if he remembers the shirt and what it said, and he tells me, Love Life. Well, as soon as I show him the shirt, he flips out the same way I did. Both of us know that the shirt never said Low Life. 
Why would I buy anyone a shirt that said that, let alone my boyfriend? It's like I flipped dimensions into the reality where my ex-boyfriend was a complete abusive douche and it showed up in the shirt. Please leave your story in the comments. I would love to make a video on them in the future. Also, don't forget to like and subscribe.